This is the LP, a lifestyle podcast. I'm Lyle Peterman. While the theme continues, Corona Convo is my guest is Dana Lattery. Recently, Dana and his partner Janine have launched a project to help spread positivity and connection. It goes by the hashtag FromOldsWithLove. Dana and I also discuss his latest film project, Nine Foot Rod, and the life-changing experience he had in the Middle East while shooting the film and fishing the exotic waters. Closer to home, we discuss the amazing Bow River and the fly fishing that's available, even floating downtown Calgary. All of that and more, so let's get right to it. I hope you enjoy the conversation. All right, well, Dana Lattery, thank you for taking the time to uh, chat with me today. And uh, first of all, I've been following you. I'm fairly confident you are practicing uh, both physical and social distancing. But uh, walk us through what that's looking like right now at the uh, in your household. Intriguing that you've been following me, hopefully at a six-foot distance. But, uh, <laughs> Online. Oh, yeah, virtually, like, the whole entire world has somehow gone to the virtual side of things. So, yeah, we've been practicing social distancing, um, homeschooling the kids now. Our businesses are pretty much run virtually for the most part at this time of the year. Anyway, so it's not a major shift for us uh, trying to limit our time. At the grocery store, which seems to be, that's probably the trickiest thing is we always feel like we need or forgot something. Um, and so just trying to make a schedule of when to go out and when not to. Uh, but when we do go out, we definitely, uh, I am the, what we call in our house, the COVID man. So I'm the person who goes for groceries and pretty much the only one that goes out into the public right now. Are you uh, taking extra precautions when you head out there? Um, I, I mean, as far as distancing goes, yes. Uh, throw some hand sanitizer when you get out of the store. Uh, other than that, it's, um, you know, not licking the handrails still. I didn't do that before, <laughs> so I'll continue. I will continue. Keep that up? The, uh, I'll keep that up. But, yeah, I don't, um, you know, there's a lot of debate about what masks work do masks really work yeah i just keep keep my distance and respect that and uh try to limit my my use of cash or coins uh, you know I, I think there's only so much we can do but there definitely is uh so much we can do and so just to try to be uh, cognitive of that without you know totally throwing your life off the rails you know you're located in uh in olds right now and What's been the Walmart and those type of stores like there? Has it been, was there the mass purchasing? Has it kind of calmed down now? What's what's it like to go out there? Yeah, the mass purchasing, the hoarding took place probably three weeks ago. Uh, it seems like 12 years ago, but it's only been three weeks. When the fear was publicized and everybody just kind of went rampant, the thing for myself that I can't seem to find is yeast because ah. I do love to bake and cook and I can't find it anywhere. And so that seems to be a hot item right now. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. My uh, my aunt was telling me about the same thing. She's in Olds right now and she's like, I can't find yeast anywhere. I've looked in every store. And uh, 
it seemed like it was one day one person commented there's no more yeast and then everyone bought up yeast anywhere they could find it and now it's gone you're like who would have thought and that's how yeah well i think everybody's so my opinion on how it happened was the bread went off the shelf it was bread and toilet paper Uh, i'm not sure if they serviced the same thing but (laughs) uh, very absorbent (laughs) both of them but the bread and the toilet paper disappeared. Uh, there's really no way to make your own toilet paper. So that continued to be a thing that people sought after. And then the bread started to come back to the shelves. And then I think the flour and the yeast and people thought, uh, if I'm going to be quarantined or stuck at home, uh, maybe I can just make my own uh, baked goods, which is what's happening. And then just like anything, it's uh, supply and demand. And uh, demand is high and the supply is low. And so it becomes a pretty sought-after item. I just hope it has nothing to do with my live baking on Instagram. that People are flocking to the stores to <laughs> load up. <laughs> Follow along at home. Yeah, I guess that's one reason yeah. I definitely wanted to talk to you through this was everyone's been uh, scrambling to take their businesses online you know, adapt to how they can still offer a service or or any kind of value right out there. And uh, it's something that you guys have been doing for a long time and, and just keep getting better at. Uh, the one thing I wanted to ask you about was the Thursday night live fly tying. And what's that been like since uh, all this went down? Has the appetite been there for it? It's kind of cool how it's worked out. And definitely, you know, building the business model for that three years ago, I never sat down and said, uh, if a pandemic hits, <laughs> we are going to be fail safe. I don't think anybody actually planned for something like that. The irony of it is we designed this to be more social. And um, so three years ago when I came up with the idea of creating a fly tie night that I would kind of produce a show uh, live so people could watch it, we could reach a larger audience. It was twofold. We wanted a place where people could get together locally without a judgment of being a good fly tire or not. And so it was a very social thing that created it. But understanding logistically, not everybody can be there. And having the ability to you know, be somewhat savvy with technology, I decided to create a show out of it, which we broadcasted every Thursday. Um, hence calling it Thursday Night Live, a spinoff of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And uh, so what we've, what we've done for the past couple of years is we've gone to a brewery every Thursday night. We have set up this fly tie night, and we just basically get people to come and drink beer, and we tie a fly, we lead the instruction. As well, we broadcast it uh, through our Facebook Live. We've been doing this, this is the third season, Uh, We don't charge for it. We've never charged for it. And it's just kind of our give back to the community uh, before, before the whole pandemic thing happened. And if you came to the brewery, you would get a free fly time kit and the instruction was free. Other places around town were charging people for material and they were charging people for instruction. And so we just wanted to be a place to kind of give back. And that's truly how it started. We also wanted it to be a place to bring people together to create a community. And it did just that. Well, three weeks ago, you know, the the whole world pressed pause. 
Um, and then, like, we started talking about the pandemic-proof business plan was, well, we could still continue to produce the show live, and people could now tune in. So our people who came to the brewery all the time, they're now having to sit at home, but they still have access to us. And because we were giving away the free material at the brewery, um, we just chatted with our friends at Bow River Brewing and we said, hey, what if we bring in uh, 30 kits like we did every Thursday? We'll drop them off and you guys, we don't charge for them. Uh, we recommend people pick up at least a six pack of beer just to support the brewery. And so now they have, uh, it's just kind of unfolded into a pretty cool marketing thing is Skip the Dishes will bring you a six pack and a fly tying kit and you don't have to leave your house and you can join us Thursday night at seven o'clock and nothing really changed other than everybody sitting at home. But yeah, it's uh, kind of fun how it worked out like that. And what's been the numbers like during this? Are you getting, are you seeing an uptake? We always say you need to go find your customers, your clients, the people where they're at. And right now they're at home. And so how do we get into their homes? We do it online. We've had a pretty good following, you know, our, our show reaches 30 to 40,000 people a week. So wow. it's still, it's done well and it's still, the numbers are still there strong. So we haven't really lost people. We thought maybe the numbers would uh, substantially go up, but there's so much happening right now. Uh, you know, the part where we feel good is we've just been doing this the whole time. This isn't something uh, that we've had to quote-unquote take advantage of during this time it's just the service that we provided before and um, we're still doing everything we can so let's go back you're uh you're a river guide as well um do a lot based out of our city here in calgary i know last year we joined you on a short trip and a very very greenhorn trip i'll call it but um hey in the matter of three hours we floated through downtown calgary had really cool views and uh, we both caught a fish in our very first time fly fishing. So if that's not a nod to your skills as a as a, a guide, I don't know what is. But uh, you talk a little bit about, about the bow. You told us all about how great of a river it truly is. And it's right here on our doorstep in Calgary. So I can't take all the credit for that. <laughs> um, I mean, you guys listened well and you you, you did what you were asked. And, the, and ultimately, the fish were cooperative, which isn't always the case we don't have a lot of control over them uh but yeah that was a super fun day you know just to kind of talk a little bit more about that day was pick you guys uh right up downtown at Chicago and drove up to the boat launch we put in at troll dice we floated down and we dropped i dropped you guys off at char bar and you i think you guys took you went for lunch or supper and you took your line scooters back home. So it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it was... a very unique situation that we have here in Calgary, given that a world-class trout stream flows right through the heart of the city. Uh, and that was definitely, a, not a lot of people do that upper downtown city float, uh, but it's, it's cool and it's unique and you can get in, get out and, for you guys, you're five minutes from your from your downtown condo, which is pretty cool. It was nice to be at home and do it like and, and experience the city from that angle. Like, how often do you get to see the downtown views 
from the middle of the river, right? You can see it from different bridges, stuff like that. But that was pretty cool. And what I found it did was it, it built the appetite to go and do a longer trip, spend six hours and go, you know, go out of the city and, and do it again, where having that nice little intro in the city was, uh, was, was mm-hmm. awfully nice. The cool thing about the river and, you know, the great day that you guys had is what we call the blue ribbon stretch, which is given to prestigious rivers around the world is that the blue ribbon stretch doesn't really start until about Glenmore bridge. Um, and so, I mean, you guys had a pretty awesome day and we didn't even get into what is known as the world class fishery of the bull river, which, you know, we can float from Glenmore and we can actually go, uh, 60 some kilometers out of the city into beautiful landscapes, which for a lot of our clients, they stay at a five-star hotel, they eat five-star restaurants, downtown Calgary, and they go fish a world-class trout fishery. And then they come back and they go sleep in their nice bed. And, you know, they're not taking jumper planes to get into places like that. They're just, uh, it's right right here in Calgary. Very, very unique and super cool place to come fly fishing. Hey, let's go uh, to your documentary or action film. Not sure how to describe it exactly, but it's a uh, nine foot rod. You released it last year. Yeah. How has that been going? What's been the feedback so far? Yeah. So we went to Oman a year ago, uh, which is in the Middle East. And if you don't know what or where Oman is, uh, we didn't either. <laughs> when we <laughs> were proposed with the idea of, oh, where's Oman? And that's usually the first thing people say when I bring it up. So Oman is in the Middle East. It is just south of Saudi Arabia. And it is kind of on the, uh, the Indian Ocean, the coast right there. Um, it's probably one of the safest places in the world. And I'm not just saying Middle Eastern countries. It is an incredible place. But we didn't know this going there. And... One of my uh, bird hunting clients from a few years back, he owns a fishing lodge there, and he's been trying to get me to go for probably six or seven years now. And finally, last year, I felt comfortable enough to go. And so I grabbed a couple of buddies, and I said, I'm going to shoot a film. I want to I wanna explore our fears, and do they come true or not? To be determined, we got to go over there. The fishery is incredible. It's it's not super well known. It's kind of one of the last untouched places in the world. I mean, people fish there, people go there, but it's pretty it's pretty unique. And so for us, it was just about going over there to find the people and what are the people like. And we did it via a nine foot rod, which is the length of a fly fishing rod, and. Um, You know, I think I said in one of my trailers, like, would you travel 13,000 miles to a place you've never been um, to face the fear that that you're unsure of and there's a good chance that you'll never come back? And what I can say is the old us stayed in Oman and the new us came back and we were forever changed because those people just taught us the true genuine form of how to love people. So it's pretty cool. We got to catch fish. We got to learn from the Omani people. And 
we have a pretty changed perception outlook of the Middle East. But yeah, so our film got accepted into the International Fly Fishing Film Festival, which started January 3rd this year. We had the world premiere in Calgary. Sold out. It was super cool. It's been traveling the world right now on film tour, which is on hold right now. So one of those, uh, uh, it was good. It was going well. Lots of really positive feedback. And now it's in limbo. So to be determined... It just got started, to be honest. It only had a couple of months under its belt, and it goes till the end of December. Once the film festival is wrapped up or resumes, will there be a way to download it or buy it after that? Or We kind of sold our rights to the film festival, and I, I, I think after a year they start to release uh, the film. I know this year, well, because of our situation right now, they released all the films from last year's film fest. So you can go to flyfilmfest.com and you can watch last year's entire reel at no cost. I don't know if that's a normal thing that they do, but I know they did that just to kind of give all of us something to do right now. Um, but yeah, stay tuned because I, I really don't know what happens. Let's take it back to uh, to Olds right now. And this was a, a pretty recent, uh, I'll call it venture for the two of you, which was uh, with Olds from, no, with Love from Olds, correct? From Olds with Love. From Olds with Love. Uh, how did that idea get started? And then, A, what's been the response? I, by the looks of it on social media, it's been very busy. And it's been a great way to connect with the community. Yeah, so I was um, out for a run, which I despise. But <laughs> I have to do right now to keep my sanity. Fair. And I was coming in the back road into town and as you as you come on the road all you see is the the back of people's houses and their and their yards and all i saw was people sitting on their couches tvs on and it was just like it was like a a moment for me where i had never seen so many people home um coming on this road and i thought what a what a cool thing we're kind of all cooped up but yet we we we're scared. We don't know what's going to happen. We have a lot of fear. The media is always fearful. And, you know, maybe for a good reason, maybe not. And I was like, what if we just went around and got people to build a sign and it would say something, some message that they wanted to share to the world. So from old with love, because of the old from Russia with love. So from old with love is, is what we came up with. Uh, so we started this and we sent out a few messages and it kind of went like wildfire, um, which became a logistical nightmare of trying to drive around town and, you know, just make sure everybody's time was respected and everybody was pretty awesome. We started getting some incredible flack from some other photographers who what said that we were cop- copying an idea called uh, porch portraitures. Um, so I looked into these portraitures and at, I mean, that's, I can't speak to that idea, but this has, this is not a family photo on your porch. This is not a photo of you on your porch for you to put on your LinkedIn profile. This is show up as you are in your pajamas, your messy hair, whatever it is, and just have a sign of hope and love. And it's from old with love. It's our message. So, so we got a ton of flack for this, 
Really? Uh, people said that we were, yeah, people said we were totally disrespecting the social distancing, which we shoot with a zoom lens. We don't go past the sidewalk. We're probably 40 to 50 feet away from anybody. Um, oh, people are ridiculous. Gonna, yeah, they said we're going to be encouraging people to go to the store and buy new clothes. We're going to... Anyways, our mission, our premise is simple. It's nothing to do with me and Janine. It's just to do with people. Uh, we, we have a camera, so we take the pictures. People send their, have their message, whatever it is. Some people put scripture. Some people put their favorite saying. Some people, whatever. It's, it's their message to the world from our small town. And it's to be built on positivity. So having done this, the good part is we've had a lot of other towns reach out to us. And so we spent a day in Airdrie. We have people down in Crossfield who have done the same. Um, and the second week of April, we're, we're a whole day down in Oaktoke. So cool thing is um, a couple friends down in Bend, Oregon, I love Ben. Um, they're actually, they're product designers for Patagonia and Sims and stuff. And so they kind of caught the idea and we've been chatting and we did some conference calls and they've started from Bend with love. And we're, we're trying to get this to go viral in a sense of if we don't have to be the photographers doing this because we don't care. We don't need affirmation. We don't need recognition it's not about that if every place in the world hashtag from wherever with love and they just went around i think that would be a pretty cool story to tell photojournalistically um kind of when this thing unfolds and it's some of the things that i want to remember is families that were spreading love from all over the world and so yeah if you're listening to this and you want to do this in your town this is this isn't a competition about whose idea is better. This is just a collaboration. Uh, contact us. We have a lot of tips about things that you will face and troubles you'll face. Uh, but at the same time, our premise is to spread love. We're respecting social distancing. And so uh, rock on, my well, opinion. I'm sorry to hear people took that the uh, the wrong way and, you know, got into the social shaming over it i mean the moment i saw it i i just seemed to get it right away and i went well it's a great way spread positivity everyone to feel a little more connected in a time where you know we're maybe 15 feet away between our two walls brought everyone outside and, and totally. did look very safe right off the beginning so ignore the social shaming and uh continue spreading the love man that's uh i love the idea the oh yeah yeah and it's it's powerful how emotional it is. Like I drive away from a lot of these houses and I'm like, uh, I look at Janine. I'm like, gosh, I'm like, oh, I can't. Oh, it's uh, allergies are bad. I'm, it it's is cool because it's allergy because season. It's inspiring us. Yeah, it is allergy season. And uh, it's inspiring us. And I always say like, when you give of your time, when you unselfishly give away of your self, it's actually the most selfish thing that you can do because it really fulfills you more than anything. And that's what we're finding through this is um, this has been a pretty cool thing for us and it's inspired us. It's given us a bit of purpose in this time. And then, and then I think a completion to the project 
is I want to go around and take pictures with these when we're allowed to with all these people. Um, and I want to give them a big hug and have a picture of me hugging them where we're not six feet away. And it's kind of like the resolution that it's over. And so, yeah, just a few ideas we have. Well, I, I love hearing it, man. I, uh, as I thought I could, uh, talk to you all day. I love hearing your guys' ideas. Um, when all this went down, I thought, well, if, if there's anyone who's going to figure out how to keep getting the message out and, uh, keep adapting, it's going to be Dana. But uh, hey, I'm out of time right now, and I want to respect your time as well. If people want to follow along, Dana, what uh, what's your most active social channels? Yeah, I guess uh, shameless plug, but <laughs> no. if they just want to follow us. We we are pretty uh, out there and things we're doing just to keep the humor alive. So uh, first cast, last pass is my Instagram and at. Janine Deanna is hers and so um, if not send Lyle a message he'll, he'll help connect us I'll hook you up and if you want to follow along the hashtag uh, right now as it comes out of Olds it's hashtag from Olds with love Well, thanks again for listening. Please feel free to share on whichever platform you came across this podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a quick review or hit the subscribe button. If you want to connect, all my information can be found on lylepeterman.com. There's always someone in the skies, I will.